When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience, yada, yada, yada. You've heard it all before. We are back for a new era, a new season, a new spooky season. It's Ooh. Halloween, everybody, and we have some new introductions to make. I am your host, Anthony, as always, here to listen to music and drink delicious cocktails. And we have a couple of new compatriots who have joined me for this new era. And the first one is... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. And, uh, hey, where's Nasaya? She actually said she'd be here today. Uh-oh. You know what? Did somebody forget to call her? I think Drew might have. Uh, we, we had to drag Drew out of bed this morning. He forgot most things, which is why he doesn't have a microphone today. He's just sitting there silently nodding his head, uh, you know, sipping coffee. But I think that, I think that Nasaya probably will be here in a little bit. So let's just keep going. I hope she's okay. Oh, yes. Always hope that she's okay. And we have a special guest with us here today. She's a good friend of ours when she is not serving us drinks at LA's best tiki bar, in my opinion, Tonga Hut. And she is... Gabby. Thank you for being here, Gabby. Uh, Thanks for having me. I feel... I truly do feel special. I've never been a special guest before. Oh, yes. We needed, for our first cocktail of the new season, something delicious, something spooky... And I think the two of you have something ready for us, don't you? Mm -hmm. We do. And because it's Halloween, we have a spooky musical guest for you. Well, spooky in the sense of existential terror. Fresno singer-songwriter Roman Around will be joining us at the end of the show to premiere their new collaboration with Taveron, Bear the Burden. What's so terrifying about Bear the Burden, you ask? Well, it's this hazy, progressive R&B cut all about the systematic destruction of the environment. While we're dressing up as ghouls and goblins today, let's not forget that the planet is literally dying all around us. Bear the Burden is out on Trailing 12 November 9th, but if you stick around until the end of the show, you'll hear it in its entirety with a message from Roman about the song. Well, that is certainly terrifying, if you ask me. I'm scared. It kind of reminds me of like, you know that TikTok filter where it's like, would you rather and it's foods and then like halfway through it's like you might have to give these up because of climate change <laughs> oh no oh no like what are some examples of foods that i can't eat anymore because of climate change like all the good stuff strawberries chocolate chips anthony doesn't even like chocolate anyway he's fine no more strawberries chips would be a problem for him though yeah chips would be a problem for me too just because of potatoes we can't have potatoes anymore yeah well, I think that Snowpiercer was right on when they predicted that we're going to eat uh, protein bars made with bugs. You know, I'm kind of here for it. not everybody, though, Anthony. That's just the people on the back of the train. Caitlin, where do you think we sit on this train right now? Anyway, <laughs> it's been a while. I think it's time that we caught up. What has? I know that we're going to be talking about our favorite spooky songs today, mm -hmm. but besides that, what has everyone been listening to lately? What's been on repeat that our listeners should know about? I don't know if this is cool to say, but I've really been enjoying the new Carly Rae Jepsen album. Yes. Yas Queen. She's a friend of the family. Yes. Is she really? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, former guest of the pod, Alex Marino. Carly's her best friend. So, I mean, like, I guess friend of the family. I haven't seen She's Alex like in a She's like a friend of a friend, basically. We don't ever actually meet her. I've never met Carly. I just hear about it. I you met just her. Have your, just one degree She's away. great. She seems great. Yeah, she, she was great. She was I playing, listen to her music all the time. She was playing Settlers she can of Catan behind or like backstage at her Wiltern show a couple of years ago. <laughs> I went to that show. You were you were there? Yeah. I was oh. at that show. Yeah, I was at I was in front of house with Alex just chilling. Oh, she's shit. so great. 
She's so great. I loved Dedicated so much. I actually haven't listened to this new one. It's great. Yet. I've been I've been too into the new Betty Who album and then I had to listen to Midnight's like six times for <laughs> for the article I wrote. But besides that, oh my gosh, what have I been listening to? I listened to the new 1975 record, which I realize is produced entirely by Jack Antonoff. I you mean, can't escape him. You can't. He's everywhere. <laughs> he is in so many places. And I think that's great for him. Mm-hmm. I think that he has this tendency to be a one size fits all producer. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff he works on ends up sounding a little like Bleacher's songs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it works. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be mad if my music sounded like Bleacher's songs. Their songs are fire. Yeah. But uh, then again, uh, this is a bad example because I actually really love this album. Like the new Chicks album sounded like a Bleacher's album. Oh, like, Gaslighter? Yeah, Gaslighter. I yeah. love that album. So good. But yeah. You know, I feel like I really liked it too and everyone else didn't. Who who, who didn't like monsters? it? I don't know. Barack you Obama probably loved unfriend it. Them. <laughs> unfriend anybody that didn't like Gaslighter, Gabby, right now. Okay. But Deleted. not actual Gaslighters. We want them out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually have had Tovlo on repeat a little bit. Um, Someone told me that it's pronounced Tovlu. Because she's Swedish, right? Tuvlu. 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 Like yeah. I, went, I went to Vegas last weekend to to see the Carly Rae Jepsen concert. And my friend was like, yeah, I'm coming in March to see Tuvlu. And I'm like, who? Oh my. <laughs> I'm going to start pronouncing it that way for sure. Yeah. I, might, I might listen to a couple of interviews first just to confirm that I don't sound like a dummy. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like a Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows pronunciation. I'm going to see Tuvalu. Yeah. I love Lazo. <laughs> anyway, um, so Tuvalu's Grapefruit is probably one of the most epic songs that I've listened to recently because it takes this idea of having this perfect body, being in shape, the things that we're told mm-hmm. by society that we have to be, you know, ballerina skinny, perfect skin, perfect hair, all these things. And the song talks about the horror that people go through when they're trying to obtain that perfection. Mm. You know, you're counting your calories, you're counting your steps. And the song's called Grapefruit because it's like that idea of like, eat half a grapefruit. You're eating a grapefruit in the morning for your breakfast. And it's, it, I actually cried a little bit the first time I listened to it, honestly. And I shared it with a good friend of mine who struggled a lot with, um, eating disorders and she ended up reading me this or had me read this story that she wrote it was a poem actually about during her lunch break going up and down the stairs at the building she worked at and just one more we're just going to go up one more stair Mm. one more and it's hard to live in this society where we're expected to be things that we're just not or not practical Mm -hmm. and it's so nice that artists are really picking up on that ability and that platform to talk about it to say no i'm a real human i have a real body and Mm -hmm. that's okay Mm -hmm. and of course the queen herself lizzo i was just gonna say i mean i adore her she actually did an interview with oh god was it vanity fair that sounds right magazine and her ability to use her platform for good Mm -hmm. is just so inspiring there are so many artists of color and artists that are not the norm, not the typical beautiful person that just kind of sit in the shadows a bit and they make their music, but utilizing that space and making your voice heard, I think is so special. Today is Halloween. I think it's time that I had something spooky in my system before I go out trick-or-treating. Yes, I know I'm in my 30s, but I still trick-or-treat because you are never too old for Mm. that childlike sense of wonder. Well, and because he has to give me all the candy because he won't eat it himself. And I need all of it. You don't don't eat candy? No, I don't. I I always, when I went out on Halloween when I was a kid, Uh I loved dressing up and hanging out with friends Mm -hmm. but then i would have this massive thing of candy that i wouldn't know what to do with because i didn't eat chocolate so Uh, i just it actually would sit in the floor of my closet for like six months that's disgusting yeah you should have been there you would you could have eaten all my candy but what about like other candies not chocolate do you Mm, i mean nowadays i'll eat them i do it's rare (laughs) it's rare he's just not a sweets guy he's a more savory or Mm. like fresh fruit kind of guy 
you know, I want to find that one house that's going to drop just like a roasted lamb chop into my... <laughs> just a full Some turkey mashed potatoes leg. and gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dumping like a ladle of gravy tots. into my... <laughs> if they were handing out tater tots, Anthony yes. would be down. Oh my God. Can we do that with the kids in this building? Just be like, here you go. Just like... <laughs> Here's some loose tots. <laughs> with a bare me... hand. <laughs> yes. A bare greasy hand into a bucket of tots. Ha- happy Halloween. COVID's <laughs> over. <laughs> I'll do that if I find a kid dressed as Napoleon Dynamite. That's great. Give me some of your tots. Can I ask you guys, do you like scary movies? Yes. Scary movie people? Mm Mm-hmm. What was the last one you saw? Ooh, last night. What was the first one you ever saw, and what was the last one you watched? So, first one, first scary movie I ever watched was probably, does this count Hocus Pocus? No, that doesn't count. It was so scary to me as a kid Are because they wanted to you eat all the so children. Sheltered. You didn't eat candy. You could, You were afraid of everything. I grew I mean, up Catholic. Oh, yeah. I can't really judge. I used to be scared of the Simpsons Halloween episodes as a kid. They're spooky, right? Would, yeah, they scared me. How about the Goosebumps videos? Do those count? Oh, like the anim- the live action series? Yes. I yeah, remember Don't Go in the Basement where like the dad had been replaced by like a mutant plant. Uh-huh. That scared the bejesus out of me. I was so scared of all the plants in my home. I was like, they're going to get they're going to get me. See, I never watched the show because I didn't have cable growing up, but I read the books and I remember reading the one about the ventriloquist and his dummy. Ooh, yes. Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah. That one really, really scared me. <laughs> Well, dummies are inherently evil. All of them. Have has anyone seen Danny Elfman's TikTok where he talks about all of the all of the old dolls that he has? All no. He he collects just like discarded dolls. They look creepy as hell, but he talks about how like I have a huge doll collection. Some of them are good and some of them are evil. The ones that are evil, I put into these special bell jars and he shows just like these these glass jars that he has dolls in. He's like, I keep them in here so they don't get out and wreak havoc. And he points at one and she's like, she will slice your throat or something like that. Oh, my God. What a fucking weirdo. I love it. He's also like super like jacked. He is so jacked. He's got to be in his 70s now. Yeah, I think he is. He's in better shape than I am. Yeah, he's it's amazing. So Goosebumps was the first, I guess. It's not really a movie. And then last night I watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark just kind of on a whim. How was it? Uh, The atmosphere was really good. And so was like the fidelity to the the creature designs. Mm -hmm. The dialogue was so fucking bad. Yeah. I was just, I was cringing. Like there's this one thing where the where the 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 little girl protagonist when she like finds out what the evil book is doing she's like you don't read the book the book reads you <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I audibly Oof. laughed. <laughs> I've just kind of always been into like creepy horror things. I'm more into like body gore, like blood and guts and like. This icky is twelve year old Kaylin, right? Oh yeah. No, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a brain surgeon, and my parents just, like, didn't really pay attention to what I watched on TV, I think. <laughs> like, I watched some pretty questionable things. I'm also the youngest of four kids, so, like, my oldest sibling's five years older than me. There's a chance I watched some things I definitely shouldn't have mm. when I was younger, but I used to watch those, like, surgery shows all the time where they were, like, legit doing actual, like, on-the-table surgery, showing the, like, close-up shots, all the gore and yucky stuff that most people would faint after. I got kind of used to it from an early age, and so growing up, it was like when I would watch scary things, the jump scares are the worst to me. I cannot handle jump scares. jump scares. They're the rudest thing in, in the world. Like, mm-hmm. I do not want my stomach to be on my throat. But watching, like, really good, well-created gore is, like, everything to me. The most recent horror movie I watched, I'm spacing on the name of it, but the one that I watched before that was Martyr. And that one was crazy. It was like basically the idea of putting this person through so much torture and pain that they just reach nirvana and they are the new savior of these this cult. Hmm. And I mean, they Good did God. some crazy things. Like yeah, they like little, had really this head, this metal headpiece that was like drilled into her head and like oh crazy God. things. And you like watch her like taking stuff like that off and like just the the blood and guts stuff. Like the gore was just so epic. And this, I, I love that. Is this on streaming? Of course it is. Ooh, I want to watch that. Oh, yeah. Are you into like the kind of body horror stuff too? I'll watch anything. What, what was the first one and last one for you? So the first horror movie, scary movie I ever saw was I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. of course. And that really scared me because I was like, I don't know, nine or ten. 
slept with the lights on for <laughs> weeks after that. Uh, the last one I watched was Barbarian. Everyone's been talking about Barbarian. It's so good. I don't know anything about yeah, this I don't movie. Either. You need you should go into it knowing nothing about it and just enjoy it. Isn't that the one where like Justin Long goes to an Airbnb or something? <laughs> yeah, that's like part of it. I don't know how to like describe it without giving the plot away, but it's also like yeah, really no spoilers. It's also really funny. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. We I'm love gonna a watch good it. Funny horror movie. Can well, we I mean, can we drink now? Yes, I, I mean we've been we've been Anthony. waiting outside the bar for a little bit now and we need to head inside. And Gabby, I don't know if we told you about this part, but we need to card you to get into this bar. I mean, I'm sure you're of age and everything, mm -hmm. but we need to see your ID. Yeah, so uh, I'll show you the pins on my hat then. I guess that's a great idea. We got um, this fat cat because uh, I love fat cats. I am proud owner of a fat cat. Oh, my God. Oat, oat milk because it's a superior alternative milk. Everybody just says it tastes like bread. Is that what it actually kind of tastes like? Because it seems weird to have like a latte that kind of tastes a little bit like bread. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it kind of does, but I don't mind it. I like it. I'm an almond milk girl myself. I don't like almond milk. I'm anti milk. <laughs> I drink regular milk. <laughs> I don't know why saying milk and whisper voice creeps me out more than an head in regular voice. But the it's... milk is in the room. I don't want it to hear me. That, Spoiler the only alert. way that you can describe milk is its own name and it's milky. And that is not okay. That mm -hmm. is yuck. Spoiler alert. The cocktail today is milk. <laughs> <laughs> regular old my milk. My nightmare. My, my true Halloween horror. A glass of milk. <laughs> 2%. <laughs> well, I think that worked. The bouncer just took the hat and ushered us inside. You might want to get that back from him yeah, on the way out. Definitely. But here we are. This is the Tunes and Tumblers bar. It's under new management. We're in the process of renovating. Well, I mean, Nisaya and Drew are in the process of renovating. So there's just like holes in the wall everywhere. I think what they did was just took a sledgehammer to everything, yelling uh, open plan, and then nothing else happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's what interior design is, Anthony, and just, I should know. Just open plan? Well, open plan and then sledgehammer it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. You just shut, it's, it's you know, you run around with and your you, sledgehammer and you, you just hit things out as shouting you open plan. That's what interior designers do, exactly <laughs> as you described it. We go to college for it and everything. It's like, thing. it's like one of those rec rooms, but you get to do that like as a job. I've always wanted to go to one of those oh, places. Like I have, I have a need for that. I think, I think a lot of people do. It's why it's a, a booming business. It's taking over the escape rooms. Yeah. I want an escape room where you can destroy everything in it. Right. I want to be out. able to take the shit off the walls. <laughs> don't tell me I can't lift the painting when there is a movable painting on the wall. Bolt it down if you don't want me to move it. That's true. Anyway, I need something to drink. I think the bar is still functional. We got Kaylin, you. Kaylin, Gabby, can you fix us up something? Something spooky for the season? Yes, absolutely. So we have created for you what Gabby named the Grave Digger. Mm. It is two ounces of mezcal, quarter of Cointreau, quarter falernum, quarter agave syrup, and ginger beer. And for our cocktail, we actually created a lime zombie ice cube with hibiscus syrup brain fluid. Oh my God. And then an allspice gravestone ice cube on top with a little bit of edible flowers. So all we did was placed our zombie ice cube at the bottom of the glass, the gravestone on top, chilled it in the freezer, we, I had Gabby do this part. She shook the mezcal, Cointreau, Falernum, and agave syrup with ice, and then strained it into that chilled glass, and top it with ginger beer, garnish with your edible flowers, and cheers to the undead. Happy grave digging, y'all. Oh my God. This, this looks so delicious, and viewers, viewers, listeners, if you go on our social media, you can actually see this being made in real time. I think it'll actually come out the day after the episode. After, I'm actually going to speed on the it day up. It's not going to be real, real time, Anthony. It's going to be double time. Okay, how about triple time? Can we do that? Yeah, you got it. Well, this looks delicious. This looks ghoulish. This looks like we got some body horror in a glass. <laughs> that was the, the full intent. We wanted it to feel like fall, but also give it that spoopy thing. So Gabby, you can probably talk a little bit more to the original base cocktail itself and the flavor notes that we created, because I pretty much just did the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know what you said. I wanted something that was going to be, um, I wanted to use the hibiscus because, you know, it looks like blood. So it'll be like fun. 
and Halloweeny, and then I love mezcal. I try to like I try to fit that into every cocktail I make. Because... Yeah, and the smoky flavor makes it just nice and well rounded. And I mean, the sweetness that you added. I mean, this hibiscus syrup. It's like this bright, bright red. You'll see it on our socials, but. The whole drink itself just looks kind of spooky and blood and guts a little bit. It's it's very, very much in with the Halloween season. But these flavors that you got with the hibiscus being so sweet and the agave, it got balanced out a bit by the lime. And I think having that smoky element of the flarinum and the mezcal really makes it feel a little bit like you're you're drinking while you should be grave digging. <laughs> Get your flasks out, y'all. This looks so good. And I've actually been sipping on it, so I've been cheating, but... Oh, uh, yeah, we all have. We yeah. we got thirsty early, Anthony. Cheers, everyone. I want Cheers. to enjoy this. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Clink, clink, clink. I should have did the clink sound on the soundboard. Should I do it now? Cheers, clink.mp3. <laughs> I thought that that was on purpose. You played it earlier, and I thought that that was your... your... <laughs> Thank you. It says cheers, clink.mp3. What, what do you think it is? <laughs> didn't react to it so i thought that that was like your normal like <laughs> i never clicked that one because i can't read it it's all one word <laughs> drew is keeping anthony on his toes today <laughs> this this is all very spooky let's talk halloween songs this is ostensibly a music podcast mm -hmm. oh what, yeah let's one thing i've noticed about quote-unquote Halloween music is that you put on these Spotify playlists and they will just be songs that you can construe are you know spooky or scary from like one word mm -hmm. so like I'm looking at this Halloween party playlist on Spotify right now yeah. and it'll just be like the obvious ones like Thriller but then Super Freak by Rick James or or Toxic by Britney Spears mm -hmm. those are definitely not Halloween mm -hmm. songs I, yeah, or just that that Mariana Cross song by the band Ghost that has been blowing up on TikTok, and I assume it's only because their name is Ghost. <laughs> oh, I know exactly they're, what you're talking about. They're reaching about. hard. It's a hard reach. That song came out a while ago, didn't it? Like three years ago, yeah. four years ago. Uh, TikTok Zoomers do not care when songs came out. <laughs> That's true. I mean, running up that hill, hill yeah. yeah, that was what, 1985, 86, yeah. something like that. Don't quote me, everybody. But if you were to make your own, let's say for for instance, Tunes and Tumblers is going to write the the, the ship, so to speak. We're going to actually make a Halloween playlist of Halloween songs. Mm -hmm. What would you put on that playlist? You know what? Actually, I have a Halloween playlist that I started making. Oh my gosh! Should please, please share. I can't remember what I put on it. I'm like, oh my god, is it embarrassing? Let's see. Well, while you find that. I actually okay. would put Over the Garden Wall featuring Jack Jones from the actual movie Over the Garden Wall mm -hmm. because everyone that I know just like secretly watches that movie and now everybody's like coming out saying like, yeah, this is like my favorite movie. I watch it every year during spooky yeah. season. And I'm like, oh my God, there's just like everybody loves this movie and we all watch it when fall season comes around. It's not a movie. Sorry. It's a Cart Cartoon Network series. Every, Pardon people me. have been dressing up as Greg for like six, seven years. Oh my God. I've been wanting to dress up as Greg. And I actually had like the cutest green overalls for the longest time. And right before Halloween happened, I got a massive ink stain on them at work. <sighs> Couldn't wear them ever again. It was a sad day. But the song is just sort of adorable because it starts with this kind of melodic piano. And it's just very like old timey. And like you're going to like a country sort of fall fair. And the the whole basis of this show is about these two kids that are ultimately in this like terrible accident. They fell over the garden wall and fell into Spoiler a alert everybody. Everybody's <laughs> seen this movie. So, Over the Garden Wall is this Cartoon Network series that really embodies all that is fall and I adore that about it. It's timeless. You can watch it over and over again. And everybody I know secretly watches it over and over again every year. I've watched it all the way through, I think, twice this year already. And it's just it's just this cute story. And it has these super dark notes and this very, very like turn at the end kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff that you have to pay attention to as you go along. And it's just this fun little thing of Easter eggs that you're looking for on Halloween. And you just find something new every time you watch it. Exactly. From what I've seen, and I've only seen about half of it. I know, sue me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I have this thing about starting things and never finishing them. 
But yeah. there are some genuinely scary moments in this kid's cartoon. <laughs> it's mostly silly fun, um, maybe a little bit off. And I think like there's this sense of uneasiness through the whole thing. Like something is wrong. But Everything oh, is always slightly askew. That's the word I was looking for, askew. This I mean, is, you've seen it, right? We, yeah, we, it's we, been a we while. make a great team. But <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, I have seen it because uh, me and my roommate, like a couple years back, we tried to do a thing where we were... <clears throat> We were going to watch a scary movie every single day of October, and we watched a lot. We didn't make it to every day, but I was asking people like, hey, what's your favorite like scary movie or one that you think people haven't seen a lot? Uh, suggest things to me, and someone is like, oh, it's not a scary movie, but like this is my favorite like fall time thing to watch. And so I watched it with her, and it was great. Yeah, I mean, like just the the music of it has this sort of kind of old timey piano that this frog is playing, and it's just kind of like it, ragtime stuff. Yeah, it's very a lot of the the music has this sort of ragtime background to it, this sort of undertone of darkness as well. It's like every song feels like slightly off, but also still very comforting, and like you're about to eat an apple pie or something. <laughs> I love it. Let me see. What what have I been listening to for Halloween? You know, you know the band Muse, right? Everybody knows Ooh. Muse, Anthony. <laughs> There's like little underground uh, British band uh-huh. called Muse that well. no one's ever heard of. <laughs> they they just released their new album called Will of the People, and they have kind of they snuck a Halloween song onto it, oh, really? like an actual Halloween song. It's called "You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween." <laughs> I thought you were going to say you make me feel like dancing on Halloween. On On Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) It is a Halloween song, pure and simple. It's got these creepy overt organs on it. Like it's just very bombastic in like kind of a haunted house way. The music video also has like a lot of very strong horror iconography in it. And part of me, like the cynical part of me is like, did they make this so it would take off at Halloween? Probably, yeah. They <laughs> seem like they're that kind of band now. They're like huge. Once you sell out, you don't go back. Yeah. Mm. You just you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Look, it's a jam. I kind of love it. And it makes me wonder why more bands and artists aren't invested in making actual Halloween songs. Like everyone trips over themselves to make a Christmas song yeah. nowadays. They're like, not I need ca- my Christmas song. Yeah, I don't know why artists aren't making different seasonal songs. I know why. Why? Because it's super tacky. Yeah, you don't think that Christmas songs are tacky? Yeah. They're tacky as fuck. It is, which is why not everybody does it. But they also know that more people are going to be listening to holiday music at their holiday parties, and there are less uh halloween parties that people are going to be listening to that music so they're actually capitalizing on a time when people are seeking out that type of music more nobody seeks out halloween music except for you anthony love you mean i don't even like halloween that much but you take want that it. out you want it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like I, I think that's kind of like a cynical way of looking at it not that it's necessarily wrong like maybe it's just fun it's fun to make christmas music I think it's fun to make Halloween music. Kim Petras had that one, that Halloween album that she made. Gabby, you have that playlist yeah. that you were going to tell us about. Yeah. So um, uh, I put Billie Eilish on there. Very friend. Ooh, yes. That music video is terrifying. Yeah. And then I put um, Dead Man's Party. I put, uh, oh, Heads Were Wool. Yes. I think that's See, like a are... modern classic uh halloween song yeah that's that's way more appropriate than say disturbia i think that fits you think so Mm -hmm. i think she kind of made it to be like a halloween song what are like some halloween staples that are definitely not about halloween or not made for that purpose oh well i mean thriller no thriller definitely like with the with the music video i don't think he made it for halloween i think he wanted it to be like a horror film like a a horror film, but I don't think it was specifically Halloween. Well, I mean, none of these are specifically Halloween. I just mean like songs that aren't even remotely scary. Oh. So yeah, what was I thinking about? So like Blinding Lights, The Weeknd, that's on a lot of these playlists. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't consider that a Halloween staple. No, it like not at all. Or Maneater by Nelly Furtado. That one or- I could see. Also, speaking of The Weeknd, 
is this uh this year's halloween horror nights is it the weekend themed because i keep seeing him on the billboards really yeah I don't maybe know. he's bringing his cheese grater set and it's going to be covered in blood i don't get the joke <laughs> from the super bowl oh i didn't watch oh. his super bowl performance oh yeah in his super bowl performance he put together like this whole set and he's like running through like this weird maze and it's all metal and it literally looks like he's just inside a cheese grater running around (laughs) you'll love to see it well oh wait hang on a second i'm getting a call from the tampa bay sheriff's department hang on a second i need to answer this oh it's nasaya hey guys turns out my little incident wasn't actually okay um but due to a recently signed nda i'm not at liberty to speak about the incidents that have transpired, so I don't really think I'll be able to make it for this round of our spoopy season chat. But since I'm not really preoccupied right now, thought I'd put in my two cents. I believe that the best spoopy song of all time is hands down Miss Amy Wake Me Up Inside Lee's cover of Sally's song from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, Yes, I know Billie Eilish covered it. Still think Amy's is better. I said what I said, and I'll die on that hill. So all I can ask, man, is that you guys pour one out for me, and hopefully I'll be able to join you guys for our next fun Tunes and Tumblers endeavor. (laughs) Well, good luck with that. (laughs) Wow, I think we better hurry up and finish so that we could go post her bail. Yeah. Oof, hopefully it's not high. Mm -hmm. Rent just came up. Oh, yes. That's a good choice, though. I can't believe none of us mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas because those are actually good horror. Or yeah, Halloween. Oh yeah, I have. And- I thought about it. I just didn't want to be that person. Are you calling her that person? She. I mean, <laughs> no. she's in jail, so she can't talk she- shit. <laughs> I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> I wonder who she was uh, standing, quote unquote, that um, that got her thrown in prison. Well, jail. What's the difference? Drew, what's the difference between jail and prison? Jail is temporary. You're just in a holding cell. Prison is when you are sentenced for long-term stay. That is the... That is the... The difference. Ultimate. Jail's also for, like, short sentences, like, under... I think, like, under two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, temporary, like, Mm -hmm. quick, little quickie. Well, let's hope for the first one and not the second one. But, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas is also good Christmas music, too. Yeah. I think there's a reason why Disney does Nightmare Before Christmas for like six months of the year. Because they can milk everything out of it. Oh, yeah. Where do you stand on it? Do you think it's a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? I think it's both. I think it's meant to be both. Mm -hmm. I only saw it for the first time when I was 21. Yeah, me too. I didn't see it until like five years ago. What? Why is that? I don't know. It just was never in like my orbit. And then like, I I also have a thing when sometimes when people are like you have to watch this i can't believe you haven't seen it like makes me want to see it less yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely. no one can ever suggest anything to me shows or otherwise as soon as it leaves your mouth that i should watch something you're like i'm not doing it now you've literally signed me up to not watch it ever i held on out on watching breaking bad for so long for that reason Oh, yeah. I don't want to give people the pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually a good show. It's a great show. It's a fantastic show. I I didn't actually, (laughs) I actually never watched the last two episodes of it. Uh, I was just over it. It's too stressful for you. You're like, I don't want to see how it ends. No, I was just over it. I was just like, all right, I've seen enough. That's so crazy. You made it so close to the end. I know. I know. It was, I think it was as soon as they like killed off the, uh, the guy that was like running things, the the guy that ran the chicken place. Oh yes, Gus. Yeah, as soon as Gus was gone, I was like, eh. he was your boy, and you're just like, eh. I don't know. That I was just, season four. I know. I just thought. End- I just thought he was like a, such an interesting and integral character to like that storyline, like being drawn out further. That when they took out this interesting character that was causing like a lot of drama, it was like, all right, now what? Back to the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched the final season of that show because I thought they tied up everything at the end of season four so good. Like as soon as Walter's like, we won. I'm like, okay, end of show. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Ending on a high note. (laughs) That's so crazy. 
I I would I ha- I think I actually watched that show like I, I I watched it after it finished so I think I watched like all five seasons in like a week or something in a week yeah That's... I was I was watching it literally every waking moment oh my gosh that that sounds like depression to me yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're at work on your break watching Breaking Bad on your phone and you're like don't talk to me. <laughs> I watch a lot of TV at work because my job requires hours of waiting. Oh, he also reads a lot. Anthony is one of those people that just like consumes a lot of media and things. I wish I could be that person, but I just don't have the attention span for all that. Like with books, it's like all or nothing for me. Like I have to finish it. We do audiobooks a lot and that helps. Listening helps. I don't like audiobooks. I usually do the audiobook and read oh, it at, at the, the same, same time? time. Like I have Kindle and audiobooks, so like some of the books are offered in both. That's kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. a los dos. <laughs> well, this has been great. I think I'm suitably terrified now of Halloween and just the future in general. But before we bring a close to everything, who would like to play a round of our favorite game, hashtag mood? Me. Ooh, okay. Me. I don't know the rules, Drew's, but yes. Drew is saying yes, too. We got to thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing hashtag mood theme song that we now realize sounds a lot like the Austin Powers theme song. <laughs> thank you, Gabby. You're welcome. But what is hashtag mood, you asked? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. We've okay. already built a great Halloween playlist, but now it's time to playlist somebody else's mood. These are going to be feelings, experiences, stories that come to us from fans of the show. And we have to take them and create a playlist for them. I think we have a couple who would like to dive into it. All right. So our first one comes to us from at Soyfi Lull on Instagram. They actually sent us a song, but I like the name of the song as a mood. Okay. The song is Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Okay. So somebody is watching me. What songs are we listening to for that mood? And you can take you're, as much time. As you're definitely listening to There Was Someone Walking Behind You by The Vogues. Ooh. It is so creepy. And actually, the first time I ever heard that song, I was watching uh, Final Destination, I think, four, maybe? And the person's like in the drive-thru for something. And all of a sudden, the car in front of them, something's going on. And they had like all these metal like piping in the back of their their vehicle. And this pipe just comes flying out through the windshield and just right into the person's chest. Or I think it was into their chest. I'm, Good God. I'm, I'm spacing on the actual actuality of what happened in that scene. But the, the song started like playing creepily on the radio. And it's like throughout that whole movie, that song starts playing as soon as the bad things are going to happen. And it's so spooky. So every time I hear like, somebody is behind you, somebody's watching you, I think of that song and I'm like, there is someone watching your footsteps. And I'm just like, get away, get away. I don't want a pipe in my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one that comes to mind is that, you know, that Paramore song, one of those crazy girls, it's on their self-titled. Oh my um, god. No, I didn't know this. Oh, it's a great song. It's about basically like she's I'm saying like I'm not one of those crazy girls where she, where she's like but the verses are her like I'm just showing up at your apartment and I'm just going to let myself in with the key that I found. I swear <laughs> to god I'm not one of those crazy girls. I was about to be like that's a red flag when someone tells me they're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my pick, I think. Drew, are you out of drink already? Oh no. <laughs> we can't have that at this bar. I have I have a couple of songs that I think go hand in hand with this. The first one is All Eyes on You by St. Lucia, former guest of the <laughs> yes. pod. And the other one is All Eyes on Me by Tupac. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Perfect. Yep. Great I, game, y'all. <laughs> I think we have... Wait, we have another one <gasps> that has just come in on the... Uh, on in the voicemail box, nobody's texted us in a long time. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. This one comes to us from somebody in the room right now. Producer Drew, 
Drew wants, <laughs> Drew wants to know a mood for when you find fentanyl in your kid's <laughs> trick-or-treat bag. <laughs> laugh for a minute <laughs> oh that's uh, epic spoopy. epic mood <laughs> all right the moral panic <laughs> of idiots on fox news do we need uh what do we need to listen to this so my my thought is let's go let's go to the tiktok remix of oh no oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> hell to the no to the no that's no, a different no. song Anthony. oh wait that's that's different is that, that is my pick? different yeah that's your pick mine is by t beats it's literally just oh no oh no 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 Mine is Hell to the Na 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 by Bishop Bullwinkle. <laughs> Another TikTok classic. Hell no. Hell the Na Na Na. Beautiful rendition. Thank you. I think I'd pick, uh, I'm going to lean into it and pick Cocaine by Fiddler. Oh. And just be like, yes, drugs. I fucking love Fiddler. I haven't heard somebody Actually, talk about Fiddler in so long. Really? My ex used to love one of the best concerts I've been to actually was um, me and my boyfriend went to go see them on Halloween like mm. five or six years ago. And they opened with This Is Halloween. Ah! Like they walked onto stage. That's with, cool. And they had like this huge uh, like set that they had made where they had a gravestone for each of the members and it had like the reason they died on it. It was really cute. That's adorable. I love like cheesy gravestones. I actually, my little puts house, so I make these little glitter houses for holidays, yeah. and my little puts house has a graveyard on it, and it has, like, really cheesy little, like, you know, gravestone uh, sayings and things, how people died on them, and I wrote them, like, really, really little. You can obviously yeah, read I'm gonna it later. Yeah, I'm going to go look over when we're done. We have somebody else participating in this mood. We've actually gotten a text in... From uh, former host Ryan, <laughs> who somehow has gotten his hands on this mood and has his own picks for it. I had to, I had to know what he would think. Oh my. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's picks for this mood are Goofy's Concern by Butthole Surfers, <laughs> uh, Pudding Time by Primus. Oh my gosh. Feening You by Omerian. And I Want Candy by Aaron Carter. <laughs> Classic. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. There's one more. Stay Drew home. can't handle himself, Anthony. You cannot do this to him. <laughs> the final one is Stay Home, Little Girl, Stay Home by Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh, Ryan, you never cease to impress us by your epic, epic music knowledge of the most obscure things. But also, like, Aaron Carter... I want candy was mm -hmm. I remember like I have vivid vivid memories of listening to that song and like getting a ride home from school from my dad or whoever and the radio is just playing kiss FM or whatever and that mm -hmm. song comes on and we're all just like singing it in the car I'm not gonna sing it now because we all know how it goes yeah and I don't want to get that in your heads y'all yeah I'll be singing it all day this no, is it's already happening <laughs> shit Oh my gosh. It is season five of this show now. We've been doing this for a while. And since the very beginning, we have said that we want Aaron Carter on this show. Have you really? Yes. We yeah. really want him it's on this show. It's a whole thing. Yes. And how's the campaign going? Oh, uh, not as well as we'd he like. He doesn't actually see his tags. Mm. So like when you tag certain people on socials, like on Instagram, they can have it so that you can't really like they're never going to see it. <laughs> and yeah. they get so many tags on things. It's so hard to get above that noise and get these artists that we like. I mean, love like Aaron Carter onto our show. We're in L.A. Like make them connections, you know. Mm -hmm. Gabby, do you know Aaron Carter? I do not. Sadly, <laughs> I did go. I did go to an Aaron Carter show once. We <gasps> I used to have this app. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was this thing where you could like pay a monthly fee and you could get at like concert tickets to certain like whatever shows were part of what the... was that called <sighs> I, don't, I can't remember because i had a friend that told me about a similar app because she actually went to a saint lucia show at the wiltern um the same night that i was going and, and she got i paid for my ticket yeah and she was like oh yeah i got them for free and i was like oh that's awesome i wish i would have and it was funny because like small world kind of thing. Anthony actually really wanted to go to the sh that show that night and for some reason didn't. I don't remember this. <laughs> Anthony, 
I love you. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> but anyway, we went because uh, we're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? And uh, me and my boyfriend went and we took a bunch of edibles. That's how you do it. And we left before he even got on stage because <laughs> we, we sat, we watched the openers and then I was like, I can't do this. There's too many people here. We got to go. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, bad Carter. Oh, that's always tough. Yeah. We all have those moments where but we've no, just got to get out of there. <laughs> I don't know him, but I will keep my eye out, my ear to the ground, and I'll send anything I, I find your way. We got to start asking all of the musical guests of this show. Do you know Aaron Carter? Do you know Aaron Carter? That's going to be one that of the be... that's going to be one of the questions that we ask everybody. That's yeah, going to be got like Topo Chico to bring us merch. We can get Aaron Carter to come on this show. Like in, like in when you do like the ID check, you're going to be like also before you get into the bar, do you know Aaron Carter? <laughs> <laughs> the, bar, the the bouncer is actually partial to people that know Aaron Carter. If yeah. you know Aaron Carter, you might He might let not you even have to show check your, your ID. ID. Yeah. 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 He'll just turn a blind eye. It's like it's like palming him a 50. Yeah. You don't palm a 20 anymore. It's that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation, y'all. Anyway, great round of hashtag mood, everyone. Thank you, Ryan, for lending your hand, even though you're no longer on the show. We miss you a lot. I miss you. I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should wrap things up. We have a co-host to bail out of jail. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Nasai. But yes, the bar is closing down. We got to close up early to go get her. The cobwebs yeah. are already starting to come out and in... in- true halloween form yeah yeah and we also need to eventually sweep up all the debris from the sledgehammer off this floor oop gather up your jackets move (laughs) it to the exits (laughs) yeah that is a great final thought but any other final thoughts about halloween about trick-or-treating tonight about anything spooky season everybody stay safe out there fentanyl is at its worst yeah you don't know who's handing out <laughs> watch weed out for gummies the rainbow fentanyl i mean weed gummies are okay <laughs> fentanyl however <laughs> let's not watch out for that rainbow fentanyl y'all and if you know anybody who is handing out tater tots for trick-or-treat please let me know me too so that i can go hit up those houses <laughs> Gabby, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a great cocktail. Very, uh, very macabre. Mm-hmm. Exactly what we needed with these tombstones and edible grave flowers. It was lovely. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please like, subscribe, share all the things on all the platforms. Ours, Pantheons, and Atwoods. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song comes to us from New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle is by Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And before we go, here's one more frightful feast for you. Fresno's own Roman Rivera, aka Roman Around, is here to debut their latest track with Cambodian-American artist Tavaron, Bear the Burden. The song speaks to the very real existential terror of climate change served with an unrelenting dance beat. Try not to think about the end of the world as it creeps up on you like the It Follows demon. Bear the Burden drops on Trailing 12 November 9th, but you can hear it all here now. So without further ado, here is Roman Around with Bear the Burden. Cheers. Cheers. The actions of one will not be enough to change the course of an economic, environmental, and power system which systematically burden poor, minority, and disabled populations. The ways in which we continually destroy the planet are known and unchanging. These populations who are closer to their demise than those with a sense of entitlement are the first to bear the burden. We were once faced with an opportunity to change it all, but forced into the status quo, unchecked and without question. Eventually this system and the choices made by unchecked power and wealth will bring us all down. Hi, my name is Roman Rivera. I go by the artist alias Roman Around, and you're listening to my brand new single, Bear the Burden. I hope you enjoy. <laughs>